drum roll. This is one of the most fabulous interviews I've had the privilege of being part of. Andreas Hausberger. He's a chief writer at the Spanish Writing School in Vienna. He's beautiful, friendly, learned, generous, and has a great sense of humor. His passion is infectious. Andreas is a genius with work in hand and is in high demand from some of the top writers of today to help with the high school movements of Piaf, Passage, and Pirouettes. In this all-encompassing interview, Andreas talks about the history and tradition of the school and what it has to offer the modern sport. He starts with his journey up the levels of the Spanish Riding School and we get deeper into the flexibility of the school, the masters who went before and their influence. There's a lot of fascinating history in this. For years, Andreas has worked with the German dressage royalty, the Vandals and the Rottenbergers, and he gives us some insight into this work and talks a little bit about Cosmo and Delira. It's reassuring to know the top riders have their ups and downs as well. Andreas emphasizes the importance of patience, consistency, and having good eyes on the ground. The importance of the rider's seat, taking the fear out of training, not forcing the horse, and seeing the horse as a partner, as well as focusing on doing the exercises correctly. We go on to discuss classical versus roll curve as a training method as well. All I can say is listen to this podcast. Due to travel restrictions, it was conducted over WhatsApp rather than face-to-face. So the quality isn't, isn't as great as I'd hoped for. You might have to actually sit down and pay close attention, but that's hardly a bad thing. Okay, so I guess um, we should start with your background and where you came. Your, your parents were horse breeders, is that correct? Exactly. My parents had a, a stock farm in uh, Lower Austria that's 120 kilometers uh, west of Vienna. Mm-hmm. And there, uh, there was where we started to ride, you know, at the age of seven, my brother and me. Well, we, we, we were actually six kids, but my brother and me, with, who is a year younger than me, uh, became professional riders. Ah, okay. So your bro- where does your is your brother just um, does he do the dressage or he's a show jumper ah <laughs> yes <laughs> right and then you joined the school the riding school in it's nineteen eighty four was it exactly and what drew you to the to the Spanish riding school pardon me I couldn't hear you oh sorry what drew you to the Spanish riding school what was well you know well as an Austrian and as a horse lover I was and I'm st- still I am but as a horse lover and uh, I loved to ride and, and uh, it came up at the age of 13 and 14 it came up that uh, I thought I wanted to be a professional rider okay yeah that's quite and young to make a decision like that that's impressive yeah but you know riding was my passion yeah already then you know so i i I thought well office job is not for me (laughs) uh university well i'd rather i'd rather study horses than uh, anything else yeah so uh i applied at the age of 15 i applied at the spanish riding school but they didn't take me right so did i for three long years every year i applied for the spanish riding school they take me and there was no possibility to do a test ride uh, oh. there was always excuses or something is not or not right and 
there was no space for an, another 11 in the school. So I thought, well, at the age of 19, I thought, well, uh, I give up to apply, or I give my dream up to become a member of the Spanish writing school. Yeah. And I, I uh, work somewhere else in a stud farm, okay? Yeah. So at the age of 19, I, I worked somewhere else. And suddenly the Spanish writing school called my mom, okay, <laughs> in my absence, okay, in my absence, yeah. and asked my mom if I am still interested to become an elef at the Spanish writing school. And luckily, my mom said yes. Ah, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and she said, yes, that was my luck, you know. My mom saved me, you know. Oh, and good on mom. Yes, yes. <laughs> so then, then I was invited for a test ride at the Spanish writing school. Yeah. And then they took me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fantastic. And what's so interesting, you know, you've been there for so long now. What What's made you stay? Like what? I mean, yeah. What's made you stay? What with at the school? Yeah. Well, you know. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> um, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Yeah. To be an to be an at the Spanish writing school. Yeah. Is blood, sweat, and tears. Right. Just, yeah. Oh my God! It is so hard here. You know, it's it's hard to enter, but it's even harder to stay here. Ah. Because the, the competition between all the elves here, yeah, and, yeah. and they are very good riders, okay? Yeah. And just the, 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 I, I, I always call it the surviving of the fittest and the best. <laughs> yeah. You know, we just keep the best of them, of all those elves we had and we have, okay? Yeah. So I made it, you know, it was blood, sweat, tears. Wow. I'm not kidding, but I made it to assistant rider. Yeah. Uh, which was a huge step for me and really, really. And then, you know, I thought, wow, I had my, I made it to assistant rider. Yeah. But then it even got more serious because as an assistant rider, you get a young stallion, yeah. a four-year-old stallion to train up to the high school. <laughs> that means up to Grand Prix. Yeah. Okay. And you have to do it all your own. All on your own. Of course, you know, just on, you are on the horse, nobody else. Yeah. Everyone is helping you, everyone, the chief riders, the rider, the older riders, everyone is helping you. You can come up with each and every question you have, okay? Yeah. But nobody is sitting on the horse, what? you know, except yeah. me, except myself. Yeah. Okay, they don't, they don't tell me, well, get off the horse, I... I tried the horse and I tried the flight change or I tried the pirouette so the piaf so on. No. Yeah. They say, you, you are the trainer. You need to train the horse your own to become a qualified rider at the Spanish riding school. Wow. And that's what I, that is what I did, you know. Yeah. Uh, again, even more blood, sweat, tears. <laughs> but, 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 but I, I finally made it, you, you did know. did it. That's oh, amazing. And you must have so much responsibility now as well in your position. You know, we are, we are four chief riders and, of course, we share the responsibility. And, of course, I'm responsible for training the horses and training of the riders and so on. But we are four chief riders. Thanks, God. 
Wow. And how many horses would you ride now? I do have at the moment eight. Wow. Wow. Every day. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. I kind of, I, the reason I say wow is, you know, you hear like 20 year, old, 20 year olds are riding, you know, 10 horses a day and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 47, so I'm closer to 50 than 20, but um, I ride maybe two or three a day and I'm like, okay, that's, that's quite good. <laughs> Yeah. When you do it all your life, and you, you, that, that is your life. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's, it's okay if you ride eight horses a day. Yeah. In the morning from 7 to 12.30. Okay. That's it. That, it that's, that's okay, I would say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll let you have that. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> But, um, and when you said, um, as an adult, it was, uh, you know, blood, sweat and tears, can you give us a little sort of um, uh, idea of, of what you had to do in a day or what they have to do today, you know? Yes, as, as an elef, as an elef, you don't just ride, mm. but you have to. You are in charge for about four stallions in the stables. Okay, right. so you have to mug out, to feed, to groom, to clean the tag and so on, to prepare the horse for the riding in the winter riding school. You you know, and beside that, you have lessons, lunch lesson once yeah. a day, and a normal lesson once a day, and then. If you are good, then of course the chief riders ask you, please sit on my horse. Wow. I will teach you more than this normal or ordinary lesson, you know. And so you get you get on and you you have more possibilities to ride. But besides that, you have to groom yeah. your horses. You are in charge in the stables for four stallions. Yeah, yeah. Okay? So you learn everything. Everything. Not just how to ride. Yes. But also how to groom properly you know, yes and to take care of horses which is essential yes you know, it is a part it is a part of the whole training of a good rider that he's also able to take care of horses in a perfect way and do you think um because you do a lot of clinics outside the school i don't know i'm gonna get, probably weave a little bit here but um do you think there's still enough horsemanship taught outside the school that you see? Or do you think that cha has changed a lot? Or, I don't know. In, 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 no, no, the, the, the people who I teach, which is, you know, Jessica Berndl, I teach for 15 yeah. years now, and the Rottenberger family with Sönke Rottenberger, I teach for a couple of years now, and Marlies van Baal in the Netherlands, Kobe yeah, Bayern. yeah. Oh, I didn't know you talked about well. too. Wow. Yes, and 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 uh, Matthias Bauten at, oh. at the Beckley Stables. I, I I teach now for a couple of years, you know. So in those stables, in with those people, yeah. it is not a problem at yeah. all. Those are real horse people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They, they don't they don't just jump off the horse and hand the horse over to the groom. No. Yeah. This is not the case with these families and these people, these wonderful world-class riders. Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. It's good to hear. Yeah. And um, back to the school, uh, we'll go on to the riders as well. I'm really interested in the riders you teach in the top sport. But um, just with the school, um, you know, 
the tradition of what would you say the core? I mean, the tradition obviously it's going back, you know, four hundred and fifty years. Do you think it's you know it's still the same as it was as you know all the whatever they were doing then? You know, it's still really in place, and that oral tradition is really still strong. Very, yeah, unbelievable, unbelievable. Of course, you know the success of the Spanish writing school is its flexibility. Ah, okay. That yeah. is that is the success, not not in a negative way. No. You know? But but we still follow De La Guerriniere. Yeah. 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 That is the main figure at the Spanish writing school. De okay. La Guerriniere. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Which is so important here. And you know, we don't just uh, teach our elves in in practicing writing, but also in theory, okay? Okay. The theory lessons for our for our elves, okay? Mm-hmm. And one of these lessons is writing dressage history. Okay. okay. And that is, of course, where we, of course, focus on De La Guerriniere. Yes. But, but I, I tell you, Rebecca, yeah. all the big, all the big uh, classical horse people, okay, I, I, let me let me just name one, which is Boucher. Okay, yeah. the French, yeah. the French uh, riding master Boucher. Yeah. Of course, he also has influence at the Spanish riding school. Not much, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But you can see some part of his philosophy at the Spanish riding school. Which bit would you say? Like, what what's the main influence of him? What the aspect we follow is 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 uh, uh, and of course Pluvinel and so on. Sure. Yeah. And they're the main ones. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, can you hear me? Sorry. Uh, yes, I can hear you. There is a call. Let me. Okay. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. 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 Good. So, Good. so, um, but what would be the main element of um, Boucher that you take? Like La Guaniero, I know there's so much, but you know, I guess. Or the shoulder ends and things like that, and yeah, but you know, no, no, the, the, the La Guerriniere is, is 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 much more than shoulder ends. Yeah, much more. This is this is this is well. Everyone says De La Guerriniere invented the shoulder in. Yeah, yeah. I think he reintroduced it. Okay, he really invented, but he really reintroduced it. So, like Pluvinel invented the pillars. Okay. Ah, okay. He did, not, he did not invent the pillars. He reintroduced it, the pillars. You know, that's a big difference. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But Boucher, you know, with all the the loosening of the horse, you know, the loosening of the jaw, the loosening of the neck, the warming up of the horse. Okay. okay. That the horse is when the horse is on the bit and so on. You know. Yeah. This is more like Boucher. You know. Okay.
some steps in training. Right. So, yeah. okay, well, okay, that was that was about the influences of different, different yes. uh, uh, riding masters. The biggest change in history of the Spanish riding school was Putaisky. Yeah, Putaisky, yes, because, yes. Because, because he was influenced by the German, the uh, Germans, okay? Yeah. So he introduced the biggest, the, the most visible change he made was by the hands, because the, the, the rule, elbow, fist, and horse mouth is one line, okay? Yes. One straight line. He introduced that to the Spanish riding school, Putaisky oh, did. Okay. Before, before, they had the hands ways more up. Okay. And it was, it was not a straight line from elbow to horse mouth. Yeah. But it was a broken line, a broken line. Ah, right. Okay, that's really interesting. Yes, I know. <laughs> Nobody knows that, huh? Nobody no. Knows that. This is a very, very, very big change. Wow. When you look at those, look at those old videos, yeah? Yeah. They had the hands ways more up, ways more up. Okay. And since Potaisky, the hands went down. So like softer. We have them today, like we have them today. Yeah. A so it's a softer hand then, yeah? Well, it, it, I, I don't think, you can you can just tell it's a softer hand. Yeah. It's a different way of riding, you know? Okay. The influence of the German uh, riding masters is obvious. And okay. the made that change. Wow. Okay. And do you know what, why, what were his reasons to bring it in? Do we know? What, what do you mean? With the different hand position, what made him think, oh, this is better? Well, it was the Heeresvorschrift. You know the Heeresvorschrift? No. From the, from the, no, it, it is an old, an old directives from the Germans, okay? okay. They, still follow, they still follow it, follow the, those Heeresvorschrift. Yeah. And in the, this Heeresvorschrift, it is mentioned that elbow and horse mouth is, is a straight line. Okay. And Potaisky, Potaisky was was a, a a member of the Nazi Party, mm. the Wehrmacht, uh, the NSDAP. Yeah. That is why he became director at the Spanish Riding School. Oh. And and he was a long time student of a German uh, riding master in in Germany. Okay. Yeah. And then he became director of the Spanish Riding School, and he brought that with, and he already he also introduced the one tempi changes to the Spanish Riding School. Really? Yes. Oh. You know the one tempi changes. The one tempi changes were first in an Olympic test in 1921. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Potaisky became third bronze medalist at the Olympics in 1936. Okay, right. in Berlin, in Berlin. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. he, there, he, there he showed already the one that he changes. He became director in 
the one tempi changes are not classical. Wow. It's, a, it's an artificial movement which is not based in nature. Right. It's not a natural movement of the horse. And they were totally against it that Potaisky trained his stallions in the one tempi changes. Mm-hmm. But since then we have it. Yeah. You know, and we still train it and we still show it. Yeah, yeah. Because, because it needs a skilled rider. Yeah. That's the only reason why we show the one tempi changes. Not because it's classical. Okay. Yeah. But, um, the um, gone, sorry. Does it make sense to you? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Perfect. And and in going on to that, like you know, obviously the air's above the ground and everything, and there's a real reason um, through the progression of the training. Do you think, you know, I think I think at the school when you you have the airs above the ground as your ultimate, um, say, goal with with most of the horses, I guess. Correct me if I'm wrong. But do you no, think? No, 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 not all the horses. Okay. Just the, just the specialists. I mean, just those with talent for it. Okay. But would you say um, there's a there's a reason to collect your horse, and that's to be able to perform well, to make them a better ride, and to keep them sound, I, I assume. But also so they can pr- produce those airs. And because they're not in tests today, do you think there's a true understanding of good and correct collection or lightness and things like those things in in, in the, the modern t- sport? In the modern sport, yeah. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Very much so. You know, I, I, well, let's say, let's say, you know, the, like Jessie Vandal, Jessica Vandal. Oh, she's a beautiful rider. Oh my God, she, <laughs> know, she, she is really, she knows really what lightness is. Yeah. And what collection is. Yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. You know, let me tell you, let me tell you, the, the, the base is the seat. Yes. And she sits beautifully. You know yeah, but I mean? she's, I think she's changed a lot over the recent years and you've probably had a lot to do with that would you say so i don't know or she always you know, just we, had of a course, time of course we, of course we, we, we work together and i help her and i tell her jesse do this and then yeah. this is better for the there's a better outcome if you do this in long term you know what i mean mm. and it worked you know what i mean it worked yeah but for sure it, but again again rebecca again it was not a straight uh, way up way uh, it was not always up ways it was all sometimes sometimes it went downhill. Okay, yeah. It's like, you know, one day, one day you think, wow, you got it. You're close to tears tears because (laughs) it felt so nice, okay? Yeah. The next day, you think, oh my God, what what is that? I'm sitting on a different horse now. What is that? Why, why Why I lost everything today? The feeling is gone. The horse went, it goes wrong and everything goes wrong. So just, you know, just don't overdo things, okay? Yeah. Continue your work. Be patient, okay? Mm. But be, uh, let's say, uh, consistent with your work. Yeah. You know, have have a, someone on the ground who tells you this is right or this is wrong, yeah. okay, in the long term, in the long term, okay? Yeah. And then you will produce a wonderful horse, a wonderful international horse, which which can do like Olympics or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, again, Rebecca, 
I'm sure you are a rider yourself, right? Yes. So I wish I could ride like Jesse. <laughs> me? I wish I could ride like Jessica. <laughs> you know, um, I, would, I would say most of the riders could if they have good training. Yeah. You know, if they have perfect training. I, I always I've told Jessica, Jessica, training doesn't make perfect. Mm. Perfect training makes perfect. Yeah, yeah. That is a big difference. A big, a huge difference. Yeah. And uh, but you you're about to say something about the seat of the, is the base of everything. Yes. Yeah. Keep going with that because I am obsessed with position. I have a lot to yes, go. Yeah. But, yeah. That's one of the main. That's one of the main focus at the Spanish Riders School that the position of the rider is correct and that the rider sits in balance. A balanced seat means that you don't use the reins of the horse. Hold you in balance. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you have to give and to take without changing your seat. Okay. Yeah. And without using the reins to keep you in balance. Even the horse does bigger strides, faster, gets faster or slower, whatever. Okay. Mm. You have to sit independent in balance. And of course, therefore, you have to do something. You yeah. know, of course, you have to school yourself on the horse. Yeah. But not just on the horse, but also on the ground. If you want to get world class, yeah. As an average rider, you don't need that. That's fine if you do it whatever you want. But as a world class rider, you have to do exercises on the ground as well. Yeah. I agree. So that's, that's that's what we did, and that's what I still do with now, now the sisters from Sönke Rodenberger to help them with the seat and so on, and with Marlis van Baal and 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 Matthias Baut and so on. Okay, we work also on the seat, not just on the horse, but also on the rider. Yeah, oh, that's so important. And what are some of the um, what would you suggest? Some examples of working on and off the horse. Well, just obviously observation, um, but. What tips would you give them? Jessica, Jessica brought out dressur uh, uh, fit. Yeah, and so it's great. It's perfect, perfect advice. What you can do on the ground, okay, okay, without with no horse, and that is one of the best things she could do, or she could bring out those video series, which is great. Super. I really recommend that for each and every rider. Okay, okay, great. Yeah. And in the saddle, um, no stirrups or that sort of work? Come on. Yeah. Is no stirrups. No reins. Reins and plus, plus, vaulting exercises in full gear. No, really? Oh, yeah, come on. Hey, Rebecca, Rebecca, hey, 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 come on, come on, come on. Rebecca, mounting. Mounting the horse with no stirrups, okay? Oh, come on, Andreas. This is obligatory at the Spanish Riding School. If you are not able to mount the horse with, without stirrups, then you don't get a lunch lesson. Oh, okay? no! You better, you better, oh, you yeah. better prepare yourself that you are able to do that. What if your horse is like 18 hands and you're only 5 foot 4? <laughs> Way 
and everything is it for all their general work I mean obviously the seat and obviously you're an absolute genius with the in-hand work and the piaf passage or that work so is that what yes. you focus on or is it everything exactly 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 we focus mainly on piaf passage wow. and canter pirouettes okay 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 canter pirouettes passage and piaf and seat of the rider position of the rider right okay and one of my of my stronger points is to work with young people or kids. Yeah, that is one of my stronger points because Jessica was about twenty four, twenty five, twenty two. Uh, now Semike Rothberger, who is a multiple multiple European champion. Yeah, U twenty five still working with her and 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 Sanike Rothberger and all those young young riders uh, 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 Raphael Netz okay also I've worked with him since years now okay mm. for for position and 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 I, I think gold medalist U25 or yeah. juniors yeah European championships also very very uh, very nice rider okay. he also uh, stays stays at the Verdal stables oh okay yeah yes so that's that's one of my stronger stronger yeah strong points, points that were, yes strong points that I work with young 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 riders young people what? I don't even have an older one now Jessica is the oldest I think now no Marlies from Biden is the older one and she is thirty two I think and why is that and why do you do that is that that's a choice you know, yeah. it's, it, I, I tell you why Re Rebecca because. Those young riders are like uh, sponges, diamonds, diamonds, uh, diamonds. To, to, to cut. You know, if you cut those stones, yeah. you have a diamond uh, yeah. uncut. You know, yeah. and then you 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 cut them in the real, in a beautiful, in a beautiful diamond ring. You know, mm. and that's how I call it. You can you can form those young riders much easier than an older rider, mm. which have which has this or that problem. Yes. I want to say to, to get to get rid of problems. Yeah. It's is much much harder than to learn it the proper way. Oh yes. <laughs> it is, huh? Yeah, for it sure. Is. What can you do? What can you do? I know. <laughs> you can just try. And what do you um, you know, with people who are teaching their horse piaf beside when? When does it go wrong? When do you see, I mean, you wouldn't see it with those riders and, and that's, I guess, the, the beauty of it. But if you're giving a clinic and, and someone brings a horse, um, when do you see that it's gone wrong? What's usually the, they've started too early or the, I don't know. Patience. Yeah. Patience is important. You okay. Know? I, you know, I tell the people when I, when they come up and ask, uh, address when do I start my horse with working hand and when do I start the horse to learn Piaf mm -hmm. I say start very early like at the age of five okay okay and 
establish the PF. Okay. Years, not just don't do PF or don't do work in hand once a month. Do it every day from five years on, oh. and then, but not too long. Yeah. But do it very. Do it one long side of the arena maybe, and then you finish. Okay. And don't overdo it. Concentrate a lot on the basics, like that the horse is straight, that the horse doesn't run through the half holes. Okay. Yeah. That the horse has a correct reaction on the whip. Okay. okay. That the horse doesn't fear the whip. Yeah. Okay. Because we don't want to create a fear on the spot. Ah, uh, yeah, I've heard. Yeah, I I read that you, you said that. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the horse should not be afraid of the piaf. The horse it should be a totally relaxed, of course, uh, collected, yeah, mm -hmm. and swinging exercise. But the horse should fear the piaf. Yeah, but, and also not the rider, you know, because many many trainers I saw. They put too much pressure on the horse, and then the horse gets uncontrollable for a young rider. Yeah. And then the young riders fear the exercise. Okay. And that is then a vicious circle. Yeah. You know, and and to, my part is then to take them out of this vicious circle and tell them, listen, we do, we don't. Too much pressure. Yeah. What we do is very correct. The rider, the young rider, focus a lot on the seat. Most of the time, I do put the rider, the young rider, on top of of on a of an experienced horse in Piaf. Do I do I do the work in hand mm. with the cabison and side reins? The rider, the young rider, just sits. On the walls and fields. That's and fields beautiful. What is going on? Yeah. He doesn't touch the reins with stirrups, of course, but no reins. Okay. So the young rider is not afraid anymore of the exercise. That's beautiful. It's really nice. Yes, and that's how we worked. You know, that's how it worked with Jessica. That is how it worked with Sönke. He qualified for the Rio Olympics. I helped him a year before that, and, and to help him to qualify, and now he want to, they all want to qualify for the Tokyo Olympics next. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Does, so does Maris van Baal. Oh, is she? Okay, cool. Yes. And um, do you and you always teach PF before passage? That's the... always. That always. Is, that is crucial. That is essential. Is that you do teach PF. Before passage, okay. Because I see lots of piaf, which is not really a piaf. Yeah. It is passage with less covering the ground. Yes. And that is that is wrong. That yes. Is so wrong. And you don't score for that, you know. Yeah. Can't you see that? Do you know what I've noticed? Actually, this is a bit interesting. Um, because I, you know, I go to some of the big shows and take photos and all that, and so I'm seeing a lot of um, still images of. Of a lot of the riders, and I, I don't know if I'm wrong or I've just noticed it or it's okay or. But I, I feel like a lot of the top horses now, when you see the piaf, the front leg is, um, the front foot is almost behind the shoulder. 
and, and yeah. not in a straight line. And is that is that really a, a bad fault or is that just because the PRFs, I don't know, maybe travelling a bit too much forward or just how the horse it, it, it produces have, it? It could, have, it could have many reasons, yeah. you know. It could have many reasons. I, uh, I saw that as well, you know. Yeah. It, it depends on the horse. It depends on the training. Sometimes the horse is even pulled together too much you know you have to also focus you have to watch the whole horse mm. you have to watch the body language of the horse you have to focus on the neck of the horse the the, the, the front line the nose line is so important you know? yes how high what how what, what the top line looks is the top line uptight okay? okay is the horse is the horse too deep out of the wither does he need to come up more? Does the nose needs to go forward more? Yeah. You know what I mean? It all depends on that. You have to not just to watch the hind legs. Yeah. The hind legs are active enough and underneath, but also the, the, the top line. Yeah. Okay? And the whole picture. And on top of that, you have to focus what the rider does. Okay, you know? that's a lot. <laughs> is, oh my God, this is, there is so much to focus on. Okay? Yeah. And if you do it correct, then you have like a Piaf with Talera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which is a perfect Piaf to me. Okay, yeah. What are the, some of the personalities of the horses? I mean, you. I mean, obviously, some horses. You know, I've got. Do you think they should all need to be super hot, or they they all have the ability to do it? Just you know, obviously, some are more um, able to, you know, more talented than others. But what's your view on that? You know, that is what, what, what is our philosophy at the Spanish riding school. Yeah. Of course, the horse needs to be talented what he or what he was bred for. Yeah. What, what he is used for. So we don't force anything. That is one of our philosophies here. Yeah. We don't force a Piaf. We don't force a Passage. We don't force a proper period or one of the airs school above the ground jumps. Yeah. No, we don't. So it's the same with in, in, the, in the sport, uh, it, with sport horses. If the horse is not talented, yeah, yeah. you can force it to it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, but on the other hand, Rebecca, let me say that. You can ruin a talented horse. Yeah. You understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You can ruin the talented horse with wrong training. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's improved? Do you think um, dressage has changed? You know, we went through that flashy stage, and maybe after London, it was a bit more harmonious and all that. Have you seen that, or do you think you either just have good? You know, there's some good riders and there's some not so good riders, and that's an individual thing. Or do you think the sp the modern sport as a whole has kind of ebbed and flowed and changed? Or Rebecca, Rebecca, <laughs> uh, let me tell you. Uh, we do have two training systems. Yeah. One is the classical yeah. art of riding as a training system. Okay. Yeah. The other is the roll core as yeah. a training system. Right. Okay. Yeah. And you know, years ago, okay, when when those when the Dutch riders, all those big names, okay, yeah. came up. Yeah. Yeah. It was up to date. Everyone thought, wow, the roll core is the method to train a proper sport horse sure now it goes the other direction yeah because the like those young riders 
riders, all those young riders, they train, they go back to the classical way of training a horse because this is the horse friendlier yeah. and the grooving training method. Yeah. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. See, and that, that's why Jessica said this is the method, the training system for me or for her. Yeah. Sönke says, Sönke said, this is the training method for me. Mm. Okay. Sönke or Cosmo, okay, was in the Netherlands for training before I took him over. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the Rottenberger family said, this is not the training system for us. Yeah. So, that's what I can tell you. So, was that hard? Like with a horse like Cosmo, you had to actually, you know, change, I guess change the training a bit. So, was that tricky or was it quite easy to take him back or? Very. Very easy. Very. He understood immediately. Ah. Immediately. Because, because we, we didn't start from the beginning. No. I went back. I went backwards, like relaxed. Yeah. And little pressure. And let the horse do it on his own. Yeah. Don't force it too much. Because before Rio, Cosmo was eight years old. Eight years. Yeah. Okay. So I helped them with the Piaf. I we started with we started doing Piaf in hand. Okay. Mm. With baby strides. Really, really baby strides. Focus okay. was on the relaxation that the horse trust. Wrong. 
you are on the wrong place. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because that's one of that that that's one that, that that's one of the uh, main parts of the classical art writing is that the horse does all the exercises voluntarily. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think it's different with um? Uh, well, I guess a horse is a horse, but do you find you have to change anything much teaching a horse like that compared to the lipizzanas when they're built so differently, or no, all the how principles? Can I? How can I? Yeah. I I grew up within that system, and I I I, I didn't I I, I, could, I I don't even know how to do it differently. You know. Yeah, but it and, works, and, right? And, and, <laughs> Exercise. 
um, like you see some nine-year-olds doing Grand Prix. Is that too young or is it just the talented horses? So why not? No, no, it's not too young. Yeah. If, again, again, yeah. if you watch the horse, yes. the horse tell you if it's too early or yes. not. Yes, okay. And the judge, a judge, judge can clearly tell if it's too early or not. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, I saw you, and, and talking of the whip, I mean, see, you've got this incredible skill, too, with the whips. I've seen you with two whips, and, like, the front and the back, and it's your time is timing is impeccable, but no one can do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that, is, that helps the horse so much. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's, it is then so easy for the horse to understand what the rider wants. Yes. Okay? And that, that takes, you know, that takes pressure off the horse yeah and pressure off the rider and the feeling gets much better what you you have to as a rider you have to school your feeling yeah you know? yeah and yeah it helps, it helps especially the young riders so much to understand the exercise yeah oh there needs to we could clone you there needs to be more of you <laughs> <laughs> well you know you know i, I you know who introduced the two sticks to the Spanish riding school, like what you mentioned? Yeah. Who was Chief Radamal, Chief Radamal, the trainer of Mrs. Stückelberg. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did he? Okay. In, the, in, 19, in 1955. 1955. Another example of flexibility. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's what exactly what I wanted to tell you before. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting how all these chief writers, it seems, well, not all of them, but um, all the directors or, or whoever have all kind of brought their little bit in a way. Everyone. Yeah. And, you know, everyone brought in something and we kept just the best of it. Yeah. For the welfare of the horse, you know, always yeah. for the best of the horse and to make the, 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 the training easier and to, 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 to make it easier for the horse to understand what we want from them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, what was I going to say? I, I was just going to ask you too, if you've got time, obviously, um, if you had I, a... I, yeah. I, Okay, cool. If you you might might regret saying that, I might have you here for another three hours. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, if if you had a young rider in a clinic who hadn't taught before and you noticed they had problems, you know, understanding, how would you explain to them something like the half halt or you know, there's a couple of like that, the half halt or the influence of the inside rain, little things that you hear all the time that maybe young riders don't completely understand, or a really nice explanation for from you. You know, for that, for that, I always tell, I always say to the young people, read, yeah, yeah, take the classical art writing, okay, yeah, and then there is never, never, I, I don't know any writer who became a good writer by reading. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a base. You need a base for writing. Okay. Mm -hmm. You need you need to to have the not just the practice but also the theory. Yeah. Yeah. But you learn to write on the horse, but not from a book. Yeah. So so uh, in each and every exercise, I watch first the rider. When the rider comes up in the first lesson to me and says, "Andreas, uh, I have problems with this and I have problems with that," I always say. Show me. Okay. Show me what you do. You know, okay. I just watch you and then 
we can talk about it. But if you come up and tell me, listen, the horse is running through my huffles, or the horse is not listening to my outside rein, or my outside leg, or my inside leg, whatever. Yeah. yeah? I watch the horse first, and I watch the rider first, okay? And then I tell this or that, and then I start changing something on the rider's feet or changing something on the rider's hands position or leg position and what the neck where the horse the, the, the neck of the horse is and so on you know yeah and then we start from there and then everything comes natural and yeah. easy yeah you know? yeah we, we don't we don't do tricks and again rebecca I also cook with water. <laughs> I am not a magician. I'm not a magician, you know? I just, what, what, when you do a half halt, when you do this, when you twist your wrist, yeah. when you close your ring finger, and when you try to squeeze out the sponge, yeah. okay? Then that is a closer to a half halt. Of course, you need your legs, and you need to close up the horse, and you need to watch the top line, and yeah. you need to watch the nose line of the horse. You need to control the speed, not also also the downward speed, but also the upward speed, because there is no collection without going forward. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is everything is then uh, easier to understand, and it works. It works all the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and do, but do you think like I, what I've noticed? You know, when people talk about riding, a lot of the influences on what someone's hands are doing or what someone's you know legs are doing, which of course are very important. But I kind of feel like no one talks about seat bones or the weight in the seat bones. Or do you think that's lacking or the understanding? Or is that just me? <laughs> no, no, it's you're totally right. You're totally right. Mm. Correct. And again, again, I focus a lot on the seat of the yeah. rider that, of course, brings either either the upper, the upper body forward or the upper body back. Yeah. Because the upper body has to be in the vertical. Yeah. Okay. All the time, not leaning forward, plus not leaning backwards. Yeah. It's also important that you don't lean backwards. You sit in the vertical and balanced. Okay. Yeah. The reins, you know, some. When you watch some warm-up arenas, yeah. then you think when you cut both reins of the yeah. rider, the rider falls off behind the horse. Yeah. You understand? Yeah, yeah. Because the rider uses the reins so much to hold himself in balance yeah. or in the, in the right position that it can't be right for the horse. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So this is this is a main focus. Seat bones and which seat bones to use when. Yeah. Like, for example, in half bars, you sit on the inside seat bone. But I always say, don't a rider shouldn't see it too technical. Okay. Because then, of course, the rider, the rider thinks, wow, I have to feel my seat bone now. And I don't feel the bloody thing. Okay. <laughs> and I do. So, so then the rider, you can see the brain is cooking, the brain is cooking, and the rider loses everything. Everything yeah. is gone. Yeah. Okay. So I, I tell I tell most of the riders don't see it too technical. Okay. The, the, you lift you sit on the inside seat bone in the half pass. Yeah. If your outside leg goes one hand bone further back. 
Okay. That lifts automatically your outside seat bone. Right. Okay. Yeah. Then you sit correct. When you sit even in the saddle. Mm, yes. Even. Okay. Yeah. That is also that is, again the seat comes in comes into picture. You know, this is essential that you have the correct seat. Not twisted hips, mm. not twisted shoulders, you know, it, 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 everything is very, very important in this whole picture. Mm. Yeah. Like in Canada, the same, you know. But people think, because in the books it says, you have to sit on the inside seat bone in Canada. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. And it's totally correct and it should be missed. But don't see it too technical. Okay? okay, don't think, wow, again, oh, I don't feel the bloody thing, what can I do, I must do something wrong, you know, so, just as I, again, I say, listen, when your outside leg goes further back, you automatically that will do lift it. your outside seat bone, and it will do it automatically, if you sit even in the saddle, that is the base, yes, even, balanced seat, yeah, Oh, wow, this is such great chatting. <laughs> I love it. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, do you, and, and with what you do, do you think it's an indication of the sport? You know how I, I kind of, maybe this is a bit um, simple analogy, but with football, you know, you have a goal coach or you have a, a strength and conditioning coach. Do you think that's what, you know, doing the PF passage work in hand and things is, is like, you know, it's specialised or is it just tying all those basic things together and helping them all come together? Jessica, they do have all those top riders, they do have mental coaches as well, as you mentioned before. Mm. And they do have like fitness coaches, yeah. like Jessica has, you know, and mental coaches like Jessica has and, and all those specialists for this and that. Uh, I do riding in general. Yeah. You know? uh, don't don't see that I just do Piaf and Passage yeah. and pirouettes. But also I also help with flying changes and half everything. And yeah. But the main the main focus the main focus is those highly collected exercises. Mm. That's the main focus. Yeah, because they're very difficult. Well, no, not That's if you do them like you say. You know, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you score if you lose. Yeah, some yeah. Points, you know. Yeah. You really lose with six judges. You really can, you know. You really lose a lot. Yeah. Even yeah. If you lose half half a point, you know. Yeah, it all adds up very much, especially at the very top, doesn't it? I mean, it's the difference between being on oh, the podium yes. or oh, not. Yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yeah. So yeah. Right. And so much now. I was at the Europeans last year, and those top riders were so close, crazy, so close. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> and, and you know, I, I really, I really say uh, when I look at, the, at those riders now, okay, yeah. I say, wow, the whole, the sport is it, it took the right direction. Yeah, I must say. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. When you look at Jessica, Jessica is a very classical rider. Yeah, you know. She's she's one of the top riders in the world. Yeah, it's fantastic. And and, and we will see the next Olympics. Hopefully, she will make uh, again an individual medal. Yeah. Okay? But she's she's very classical. Yeah. And top of the world. Yeah. You know, which is great. Which is wonderful. Yeah, 
And that kind of brings it all together, isn't it? You know, is the Spanish writing school still relevant today or whatever? Well, absolutely, because, you know, oh hopefully they're mirroring each so other many, again. Oh, oh, my God. I, I have so many requests from sports writers now, you know, and they tell me, please come and help us. And I said, you know, I, I, my time is limited. I have to be at the, I have to be in Vienna for the performances on yeah. Saturday and Sunday. And Monday is the only day off. Oh, wow. And the only possibility to travel, you know, oh. to go to places and help people. So that's, but the main focus is the Spanish Riding School. Yeah. The performances and the training of my stallions. Yeah. That is my aim, you know, that is my love. And yeah, it's still, you love it still. It's, yeah. Oh my God, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine not doing what I do. Wow. That's wonderful. That all these years on, you're so, still so passionate. Is it because? Well, it's your passion. But I guess every horse is different. Every horse is a journey. Every horse offers a different challenge. Oh my God! Yes, and that makes it so nice. Even if you ride for years, you know. Yeah. I'm now fifty-five. Yeah. I've rode all my life, but it's still challenging. If you if you take over a young stallion, it's it, it, you have to start from scratch yeah. and to move up with the horse and to make a a perfect uh, high school horse, you know, mm. and have perfect school stallion at the Spanish riding school. That 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 you know, it gives me goosebumps. Yeah. Still. Fantastic. And do you think top riders, is there a, do you have to have a certain, um, men, uh, what's the word? Like I was going to say mental makeup, but you know, you, you have to have a certain way of thinking or being, you know. Well, the horse, the horse, the horse made me what I am. You know? Yeah. Okay. Horse, you know, as a, as a young rider, sometimes you think, wow, we have to do it now and not the second later. Yeah. And sometimes you, 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 drive against the wall mm, you know yeah if you are if you are, if you are a sensitive rider you think no that's not right what i do here you know even even if you want it now and not later and all the young riders or many young riders or which every each and every young rider sometimes it happens that you try it for weeks okay yeah and it doesn't just work it doesn't come right yeah you know you know stay patient Stay focused, focus on basics, yeah. and then it will come. It will the exercise will be there sooner or later. Yeah. And each and every exercise is a result of preparation. If you pre don't prepare the horse properly, you will not have a proper exercise. Yeah. And I think also riders understanding the purpose of each exercise. And the progression of each exercise. Sometimes I think that is missing. Exactly, exactly. I have that. I, I have that a lot with the young riders now, especially with Sanike, uh, with Semike now, Semike Rothberger. Yeah. She she, 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 kept telling me, Andreas, since we do Piaf with my horse, mm. the horse feels totally nicer than before, much nicer. Like the horse is more uphill and more together. Yeah. And the is coming up more. It has a big influence on the rideability of the horse. Yeah. Properly, again, Rebecca, it, it, there is a, the focus is on doing exercises properly. Okay? Yes. That changes the horse. And when you, like, semi 
Ecke Rotenberger, ja, I put her on the horse when I do Piaf in hand, yeah. with no reins, okay, no, not, not aiding the horse at all from, from the rider, but just sitting there and feel the horse, okay, mm -hmm. what's going on in Piaf, how does a horse feel when the haunches are active, the haunches are taking weight, the back is swinging, and the horse is light in front and comes up, ropes from the wither, yeah. okay, how does that feel? Yeah. And that, and she's, she kept telling me, that was the other, the last week when I was there, when I worked with her, she said, Andreas, the horse feels much nicer now since we do Piaf. Yeah, it helps the horse. So, so, so it, it, uh, Rebecca, the philosophy of this of the classical art of riding is not just to teach the horse the exercise to present the exercise in front of judges, mm. but okay, to help the horse to muscle up properly, to make it more beautiful and keep it healthy as long as possible. That is the focus here at the Spanish Riding School, and when I work with top class sports sport risers, I have the same aim when I work with them. To yeah. make the horse more beautiful and to make it to to, to do those these most difficult exercises for years yeah. without getting harmed. This is important. Yeah. But in, you know a side effect is that it is of course a very correct exercise mm. which scores beautifully on competition. Yeah. Exercise is perfectly done. But it's also like, you know, I think people worry that, that they take their horses up the level and then they keep getting injured. Well, there's got to be something wrong with the training, doesn't there? Well, it, it depends. You know, sometimes it is the training. Yeah, you're totally right. But, you know, it happens even at the Spanish Riding School that horses get injured sometimes. Yeah. You know, even, even with the perfect training. It, it happens here and there. Yeah. You know, not very often, not very often. Yeah. yeah. But it does. So it is the same with with sports horses. Sure. The horses with the horses I work, the training is perfect. It's a relaxed training, highly collected, but also in also breaks in between, like letting the reins chew out of your hand. Yeah. Light seating and uh, you know just a little bit play, always play. Play. Yeah. yeah? And growing in the in the in the in, in the ex into the exercise, but of course, horses get. Injured sometimes. Yeah, it happens, right? It happens. Yeah, yeah. But hopefully not too often. <laughs> it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It does not, not happen too often, but it does, you know, because horses, and, and that's also my philosophy, horse, horses, even sport horses, should go on to paddocks, you know? Okay. They should be allowed, be allowed to go out. They yes. They horses, okay? And not machines. Yeah. You know, they should go out on the grass paddock and spend a couple of hours there before or after the training. It depends on the horse. Okay. And do you think, um, you know, there's a lot of, you look at saddles and bits and things like that, and there's so many new, there's always a new one on the market. Do you think they're overemphasized or do you think it's a good um progression with technology or do you think like a good you know i don't know double jointed snaffle is as good as it gets or there's so many new thanks products god. thanks god we have those inventions yeah very important otherwise 
you you know if if that wouldn't have changed the last couple of hundred years yeah we would still ride with those big curves yeah true young horses you know those big yeah yeah uh, you know torture torture instruments yeah you know and if, if 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 we wouldn't think what is easier what is nicer for the horse you know yeah we would still have these torture instruments no i i really agree with those modern gadgets yeah are invented for the welfare of the horse sure yeah rebecca, rebecca again i'm totally against tricks yes like, name it whatever they put on horses to think it will help them to ride better yeah no, it doesn't you have to sit properly yeah but of course take a you, get a good saddle a perfect saddle for the horse yeah I've really enjoyed talking to you, Andreas. It's been a real privilege. And um, pleasure. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to say before we we finish up? Ooh, what, what, yeah. Well, you know. Uh, yeah. The, let Let's Let's do a, a, a final sentence. I, I I think I repeat myself again, but you know the classical art of riding is 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 uh, to enable the horse. Oh well. Work each and every muscle of the horse's body to enable the creature, the horse, yeah, to do the most difficult exercises for a long period of time, for years, without getting hard. Yeah. Then, then it is a, a perfect understanding why we ride those and work those beautiful creatures yeah they are you know? yeah my, my 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 aim is not to present a perfect piaf in front of six judges yeah in the in the arena in the test ring yeah mm. but to make the horse more beautiful and keep it healthy as long as possible 